Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Gonzaga Nation podcast. Christian, you don't care about me. You're here for Dan Dickow, the man, the myth, the, legend, the head of all Gonzaga. i finish the intro of your name, though, at least. Come all on. Right, here Pedersen. Hi. Fair enough. Thanks for joining. I appreciate it, Dan. I'm trying, man. Uh, we got another mailbag episode where we have Dan answer fan submitted questions. You can find us on social and send all these questions to us at fan nation zags. You can also hit Dan up at Dan Dickow 21. If you really want to find me, I'm at Mr. CPED. Hey, who knows? Maybe you'll, you'll, you'll write your questions to me. Dan, we got a couple of really interesting ones. A lot of people coming off of the NBA draft wanted to know what that night was like for you. Uh Dream come true to hear your name called it by at the time it was David Stern, but it was also, you know, the a fresh start to a new beginning and, and where the work just starts. Everybody sees, you know, the pomp and circumstance and, you know, the pageantry of the NBA draft now, which is awesome. Uh, it should be celebrated that that guys are at that level. Um, but what people don't always realize is how much hard work there truly was to get to that point. Um, and for the players that don't understand and realize how much hard work comes after that and they rely and they focus on what it was when draft night occurred, those are the guys that don't have long careers. They don't have longevity. So it, it's it's definitely something to, to celebrate, to enjoy, um, but don't lose the focus on this is just one day, granted a monumental day, in what should be a long or hopefully a long career for myself, you know, I didn't I didn't go back to New York. I wasn't uh, invited to the green room where they typically invite about 15 guys. So um, I was at, at my my parents house in, in Vancouver, Washington at the time with a, a bunch of family and friends. And um, it worked out well. So celebrated with a barbecue at home or or I mean, yep. you, you, you got yep. to at least have like I'll say this. You probably had a better experience than sitting in the green room running the risk of being one of the two or three kids there that doesn't get drafted or something like that. Cause that feels yeah, like, yeah, you never want that. That feels like I mean, I know experience. a couple of years before my draft year, Richard Lewis was uh, when high school players could uh, uh, go straight to the NBA. Richard Lewis was projected as probable mid first round pick uh, straight out of high school. He didn't get picked to like 42 or something like that. Um, and so the NBA did away with that amount of players in the green room because uh, they didn't want they don't want to put guys in that situation where you're the last one in um, I believe there was one player this year in the green room that lasted into the second round might have been the 33rd pick or something like that I can't remember off the top of my head but um, you know the NBA does a pretty good job of, of getting a pulse of the from the organizations of who should be in the green room because um, no no player wants to be in that position no organization wants the guy that they're about to pick excuse me to be in that position as well yeah no i i it, not that i would ever have come close to being drafted but i would have done it your way uh if i had the options to make sure i'm at home with the people that i want to be there with and not sitting in some room overthinking the entirety of my existence like that on the topics of of nba and college and all this a lot of people have been writing in wanting to know you know high school kids play aau summer or um summer league is an nba thing what do college kids do is this just go home and play a ton of pickup, do the kind of what the coaches tell you to do workout wise, or, or why aren't there more like organized college summer leagues? Well, it's really changed over the last seven, eight, nine years. Now, once the NCAA has allowed a certain amount of practice hours with 
your teams. Um, you know, many schools years ago would would ask guys to play to go to summer school so that you know they can keep them on track to graduate, so that they could keep an eye on their workout programs, even though they couldn't have practices at the time. When the NCAA lifted those restrictions and allowed teams to have uh, practices, full on practices in the summer. Um, it, it did a couple different things, in my opinion. One, it, it did make sure that every player was on track to graduate, which is great. But that, in turn, opened up players graduating on time or graduating early. So there's been the influx of the grad transfer rule. The other thing is it's done is um, because those players have been in more practices in the summer times, I, I think what you're seeing in my estimation, what I've seen a lot of times, by the time – they many players get to the season um they're tired of listening to their coach and they've tuned them out you can see a lot of co teams that have done that over the last few years like guys are just done they're you know that's where it's very interesting and unique the best coaches and i think in the summertime do a nice job of delegating summer practices to their assistant coaches where those coaches can learn their co coaching voice they can learn how to impact a practice in a head role as opposed to a secondary role many times. Um, and then I think that also allows the head coach's voice to be more impactful during the regular season when it really matters. So, you know, those summer practices have those consequences and many of those results. Um, I, I think you do see better basketball early in the season now because of these practices. But my personal is, you know, that that's a kid's summertime. Like, they do get to go home a little bit right after school ends before the summer school sessions begin. Then they get to go home another time or two before, you know, the real fall semester begins. But, you know, I would have hated that, that rule that take summer school we're practicing because I always went back <clears throat> regardless of what, if I was at university of Washington or Gonzaga, I went back down to Vancouver where I grew up. I, I had a core group of guys that I would work out with. I had strength uh, workouts that were already pre-planned and, and situated and organized. Uh, and then I played in the port. I would find as many pickup games in the Portland area as I could um, against other high level players. And then I'd play in the Portland summer pro-am league where uh, if a summer pro-am league is sanctioned by the NCAA, you can play in that summer league um, where it's essentially, you got pros, both NBA and overseas um, as well as then, you know, other players from the area, maybe recently retired, uh, who are still can play at a high level. And then college guys would play in those leagues. And for me, that was one of the best things uh, for me in my early career. You know, I had a chance to play in it because it's a different, a little different setup. Granted, it's not like a true game where every possession is, is uh, you know, scripted in regards to hey we're running this set or defensively we're doing this on pick and rolls doubling down on post up touches you know but it was a chance to play against high level talent uh you know over and over again for for the first time where i got to play against terrell brandon damon stoudemire uh play against other nba guys um from, from when the time i graduated high school all the way through and then it helped me as a pro actually when i was still playing that summer program as a pro because i had all the young guys at that time, Salim Stoudemire, who was at Arizona, played in the NBA for a while. Uh, Chris Rogers, who played at, at um, uh, Arizona as well from the Portland area. Brandon Brooks, who played at USC, was was an unbelievable talent. He just didn't make it. 
um, you know, I you I also then had the younger guys kind of go at me and I had a target on my back. So that summer pro-am stuff uh, was a really good atmosphere to learn as a young guy and then keep your skills sharp as an older guy. Yeah, I can't imagine being a fly on the wall for some of those games uh, of a 21-year-old Dan Dickow in a pro-am uh, just having fun, cutting it loose over the summer. And, and in, in thinking about this question, it kind of like got me like stuck on this like, holy heck, college – you would think it goes high school, they're kids, college, it's pro prep, and then pro, it's like, it's a job. But college is kind of the one time that these kids still get to be kids in this whole process and have like a little teeny bit of a, yeah, just go have summer, go be detached. And and I just, I thought it was really interesting kind of thinking about that when we were doing the show prep through all of this. Remember, you can send your questions to Fan Nation Zags on all of our social media and subscribe at Gonzaga, or subscribe to Gonzaga Nation at wherever you get your podcasts. Dan, this one, it has more to do with the drip, as the kids would say these days. Um, <laughs> if you could bring back, yeah, I see you rolling your eyes. <laughs> I apologize for, for for causing you flashbacks. Uh, but if you could bring back one former Gonzaga uniform look to be part of the current rotation, what would you do? Wow. You know, Gonzaga's had, uh, you know, a relationship with Nike for a number of years, you know, going back to even before, you know, to the nineties and um, after they really kind of fully entrenched themselves as, as one of the, the great programs, they, you know, became one of the Nike elite programs. And so they get unique colorways with their shoes. They get, you know, uh, more gear than the guys know what to do with. And they get, you know, uniforms that are, are, you know, specially crafted sometimes for one game is all during the season. Um, you know, I think the one Jersey that, that I really like that I would like to see them wear a little bit more often is the red one. I know a lot of fans have told me they hate the red jerseys. Um, but I thought it's a unique look. Um, I, I thought it was really cool. I mean, Gonzaga now over the years is obviously white. They've worn the red or sorry, the blue, um, they've had gray, they've had camo cause they've played, uh, you know, on the aircraft carrier as well as that, uh, game in, in Japan years ago. They've played with the N7, the Native American teal turquoise jersey a few times. Um, but I really like that red one. They've had black before, but I really like the red jersey, um, even though some fans didn't like it at all. You're talking about these, yes? Yes, those ones right there. Absolutely. Oh and and co-host, Adam Morrison. Yes, that, that was quick research right there. Man, hey, man, I, I'm trying. Um, I've lost where the Zoom window is. With There we go. <laughs> Not that great at research, but yeah, okay. I like that. I dig that. I dig that because that's red on the bottom too. Um, and oddly enough, most of these are photos of Mo rocking this, but I like yeah. that. Okay, there you go. I, I can dig that. If Do you have one of those? Did you get to wear those? or were No, those just... no I, my, my era, we had one white jersey, one bl navy blue jersey. That's all we had. Well, Gonzaga, if any of if anybody from the school is listening, let's get a throwback alternate uh, dick out of these made up for him to wear for the show uh, going forward. I don't know. I don't think we have that kind of pull, but let's put it out to the universe to see if if we have that kind of uh, fandom at the, the school. Thank you, Dan, for another mailbag episode. Um, I apologize for using the term drip in your general direction. I will take <laughs> that from my vocabulary going forward. And thank you fans for submitting these questions. As always, you can hit us up at fan nation zags on social media. You can hit Dan up at Dan Dickow 21 subscribe to Gonzaga nation, wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll talk to you guys soon.